Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of MCU and Brews featuring my brother, Zach. On these episodes, we'll drink a few beers and discuss some MCU movies. One of the things we'll do with this is we'll choose a buzzword for each episode, and whenever that buzzword is said, we gotta take a big old slug from our drink, and this week, the buzzword will be wildly. Zach chose this because apparently I say wildly all the time, and I- All the time. (laughs) Zach, tell them who you are, man. I don't have like a cool intro. Hello, hi, hey. (laughs) My name is Zachary. (laughs) I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. I don't even remember my Twitter handle. We'll talk about that one next time. It's it's Z Axel five eight. I'll I'll Axel. on Twitter. Well, I mean, I, that's Alex. My, that's is my, my middle name, bro. <laughs> and, and so, so this is one thing that I do is I make up shit in my head. I know that it's Z Alex, but I call Ryan Axel Rax or Raxel all the time, and that's why I say it like that. So it's Z Alex five eight on Twitter. Definitely go and follow him. He doesn't tweet a whole lot, but when he does tweet, the shit is usually funny as fuck. <laughs> Zach, tell tell the people about yourself, man. What you do? What you do for a living? Um, I work at a university up in New England. Uh, I'm in Rhode Island right now, Providence. It's 24 degrees outside right now, so I don't know where you guys are in the country. I did see in the Discord somebody was complaining the other day in Texas it was 45. I didn't feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, Jake loves the the MCU, loves the movies. You know, I don't know, y'all can't see me. I'm I'm like doing things on the camera, like you can see me. I'm like six feet tall like 200 pounds and just picture me like the rock on one of those like movies where he's a dad and he's got a little daughter and she's wearing like a tutu so the rock throws on a tutu and he gets in the little playhouse like i feel like this is me like stepping into jake's playhouse so i think i think that's a fantastic analogy so like if y'all y'all know what i look like add you know a couple of inches and a few pounds but zach and me have both been on this this quarantine diet you know a lot of people sat around while we've been stuck in the house and haven't really been doing much but me and Zach took it upon ourselves to drop a whole bunch of weight. Zach, how much have you lost right now? Uh, probably about 40 pounds. Yeah, I'm right around the same. I think I'm at 37 or 38. So um, a little bit taller me. Uh, when we were younger, people actually used to think that we were twins. And then Zach got a growth spurt and grew way the fuck up. So, yeah, he's my young. He's I, I don't say little brother anymore because he is not the little one. I'm the little one in the family. He's my <laughs> younger brother, man. But he's definitely like a fantastic guy. One of my best friends. Um, we talk all the time and as I've started doing the podcast, it's kind of pulled him into the MCU more. So this will be something that we do. It'll be relatively consistent. We will, we might shoot for every Saturday. It may be every other Saturday, but we'll definitely have these MCU and brew episodes out for y'all on a relatively regular basis. So since, you know, that's the name right there, we obviously tonight, we're going to be talking about Iron Man and drinking a couple of beers. So Zach, what are you drinking on? Um, right now, this is actually one of my favorites. It's a local brewery. It's called Foolproof. I'm drinking a peanut butter rain cloud. It's a uh, peanut butter porter. You know what? I was talking to a girl on Hinge the other day, and I told her I was drinking a peanut butter rain cloud. And she said, "She said, ew, you need to, you need to step up your your beer game." And I was like, "You know what? I need to step up my woman game." And I, I, <laughs> her. I shamelessly ghosted her. So, <laughs> what are you drinking, Jake? Tonight, I've got some uh, Golden Monkey. Uh, the victories joints. I've got the sour monkey right now, so it's a little sour. Zach has actually put me on. Uh, you know, I used to be a big IPA guy, and I just drank IPAs all the time. Zach came down. He drove down from uh New England though for Christmas, and we tried a couple of different beers. I've actually got a four pack of of his favorite beer in the fridge that I'm saving for him to come back down next time. And I'd be looking at the joints in the fridge like, damn, I want to drink them motherfuckers. But Zach's my guy, so I'm gonna hold on to him. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, I got you, bro. 
tell me a little about a little bit about your history with the MCU movies. You know, I know that you're a casual fan and that that you don't watch this stuff the same way I do. But but what have you seen? What haven't you seen? You know, what are a couple of your favorite MCU movies? Oh, man, I've seen most of them. I think the only one I didn't see was like the Ant one. That one was kind of stupid to me. I didn't watch that one. I saw the beginning of one of them on like TBS, but it was dumb. So I didn't watch that. Obviously, Black Panther, Wakanda, you know, I, I love that one. Uh, like I said, I've seen most of them. I actually, I don't know. Jake doesn't like this one for some reason, but the Ultron one was that that was to, to me the best one. <laughs> I don't know why. Y'all stay talking shit about me not, not liking Ultron, man. I love Ultron. It's just the worst Avengers movie. But I think everybody that listens to the podcast knows how I feel about the MCU movies, that they're all like good, better, best for me. Like even the Incredible Hulk, which is objectively for a lot of people like not a good movie i still love that movie and and that's one of the things that with wandavision i think wandavision did a really good job of we'll call it rehabbing age of ultron age of ultron was it's it's a good movie i don't like josh whedon and i don't like some of the directional narrative choices that they picked in that movie but it really did set up a whole lot of stuff for the future of the mcu in phase three and then with wandavision some of the stuff they've done you know, giving us backstory on Wanda and Vision and their relationship has made Age of Ultron a much better movie. But yeah, y'all gonna stop telling me I hate Age of Ultron because I actually like it. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I don't even know if they have movies or not, but the worst ones are the ones where they don't have the powers. Like the dude with the bow and arrow, like that shit is so stupid. Like, why is he a superhero? Zach, tell me what, what Hawkeye's name is to you. His name is the Emo Bow and Arrow. <laughs> I don't understand why is he with them like the like Wanda's like shooting red shit from her hands and like Captain America's like dun -dun -dun -dun, like strongest shit soldier Iron Man like he's just rich and made cool toys but this dude has no powers bro he has a bow and arrow like so this is this is one thing that y'all know about me on the podcast like yo I do not fuck with MCU Clint at all I don't like him he's he's really really boring and the most interesting thing about him in the MCU is his family and so, like, in the comics, Clint is, like, the heart and soul of the Avengers. A lot of what they kind of did with Natasha in Endgame, where after the five-year gap, she was the one that kind of kept the Avengers together. They attempted to do that with Clint in the MCU, but for me, it just felt, like, really, really flat. But I'm with Zach, like, yeah, why the fuck is Hawkeye here? I can't wait for the Hawkeye show, and that's not because of Clint. It's because of Kate Bishop, the chick that's going to take over the mantle for him. Um, one, Haley Steinfeld is... <sighs> That's an attractive woman. Bro, his name is Clint? Yeah. <laughs> last name too, don't he? Everything about him sucks, yo. I can't this dude is named Clint and he has a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. That's all he does is shoot bow and arrows at people, bro. And like I said, like in the comics, like, yo, one of, I've talked, I think I even talked about this on the episode that we recorded earlier today. Old Man Hawkeye is one of my favorite comic book runs, regardless of what company you're talking about, DC or Marvel. It's it's superb. And like in the in the comics, Clint is like funny as shit. Like he's like an asshole to people. He got like mad chicks. Homie is like a womanizer, which uh, of course we we respect women around here. Zach and I both respectfully, so we, respectfully. We, we, we don't appreciate Clint, Clint womanizing women and shit. But, you know, I saw a TikTok earlier today that talked about Clint. He could build an Avengers team just off his exes. And uh, that's very accurate in the comics. But that's the thing is, like, they took all the good things for me in the comics away from him and kind of spread them out to other heroes. So, yeah, Bowen Emo is is my least favorite Avenger. I, I really don't like him at all. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. So tell me, uh, when I know you watched Iron Man earlier today, but when was the last time you saw that movie, you know, before we started talking about doing this? Like I said, I used to watch him on, like, TBS. Yep. 
they would just like show up and I, I, I would watch like a few minutes of them. Yep. I couldn't get through that one the first time. <laughs> we'll talk about it. The beginning was really, say, we'll, really we'll stupid. Get to that. Zach, Zach has some thoughts about Iron Man, which I think are hysterical. So I finally got through it today, though, and it ended up being good. And I actually, I think I'd seen most of it. I just didn't remember. Word. But um, yeah, I hadn't seen it probably in a couple of years. So it was kind of like refresh today, you know, refresh. Yep. And, and so that's that's one of the things that'll be cool with this series of episodes that we end up doing here is that. Like he said, he probably hasn't seen either of the Ant-Man movies. I know that he's probably seen most of the other things, but before we started recording, I asked him when the last time he saw Iron Man 2 was because we were talking about Don Cheadle versus Terrence Howard, and he couldn't tell me that he couldn't even tell me the last time he's seen it or really remembered a lot of that movie. So Don Cheadle time. <laughs> <laughs> Extra so black I, on him. <laughs> I think this will be cool because it'll bring a perspective. You know, y'all know that I've I've seen all of these movies. 80 billion times and I can talk about all of them extensively. I can talk to a brick wall about MCU movies, but Zach brings a different perspective. And as we, we dive into the MCU and we, especially as we get to more of these team up movies and stuff, the questions that I think a lot of casual fans have, which I'm sure there are some of y'all out there that listen to the, the podcast that are casual fans. I think we'll be able to address a lot of this stuff that, that are misconceptions or misunderstandings with casual fans. And we'll be able to bring some of that connective tissue that the MCU is known for. Uh, to the forefront and allow people to, you know, be able to see those strings as they tie the stuff together. So what we'll do with these episodes is I'll have Zach give us a synopsis of the movies. If he ever gets things just like completely wrong, like I'll hop in and interject and let y'all know what actually happened at that point. And then we'll just kind of talk about what what we like and don't like about the movies. We'll have a couple specific questions uh, about uh, obviously the individual movies. This one, I I want to know how Zach feels feels about Tony Stark. Which are the suits we saw in this movie he liked the most? But those will be things that we kind of hop into at the end of the episode. But right now, let's just go ahead and let Zach launch into the synopsis of Iron Man. Man, tell me tell me the synopsis of Iron Man from your perspective, bro. All right, first thing I noticed. My son had a flip phone in the beginning of the movie. I didn't remember these movies being this old, but my dude had a flip phone. They came out in 2008. This is the first one. That's throwback, bro. That was like hard to believe. Like I couldn't, I didn't remember it being that far, like that long ago. But I don't know. You just started off and they're like in the middle of the desert. You guys, you find out later they're in Afghanistan and yep. this like fake Elon Musk dude. I don't know. Elon Musk is like a cartoon character in real life. But I mean, this dude is like cartoon, cartoon Elon Musk. And he's just like riding in a Humvee. Like, for whatever fucking reason. I don't even know why. They're actually leaving the the weapons demonstration that Tony does that we see here in a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, the Walls happened. of Jericho. What was it called? Yeah, <laughs> the there you go. There you go. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy. It was like, missile, 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 missile. <laughs> So, so let me point this out real quick is, is that missile was built with Stark propriety technology and they actually utilize some of the arc reactor technology in that missile. That's what allows it to separate like that and allows those individual missiles to be propelled out of that one big missile. Um, so this again is, I think is one of the cool things that, that we'll get to do with this as Zach explains things. I can actually dive into like the the mechanics of what's going on in universe but go ahead man they shoot the missile off you know they seen the, demon the demonstration what happens what happens to the humvee bro shit blew up bro <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know like they were just riding along blew up next thing you know my dude iron man wakes up in a cave like a taliban cave and he's hooked up to a car battery <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I, I, so so when when they got attacked, Tony ends up next to a missile, and that missile ends up exploding, and it ends up embedding shrapnel in his chest. And in order to save him, the as that calls them, the Taliban folks. <laughs> oh, that was the Taliban. <laughs> The Ten Rings, the Ten Rings in universe, they want to keep Tony Stark alive because they want Tony to build them that Jericho missile. So they've got that doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got uh, Ho Yinsen. That's his name. His name is Ho. Um, I'm sure that Zach will have something to say about that. Ho? He's the one that keeps Who's Tony Ho? alive. He puts an electromagnet in his chest. And yeah, that that electromagnet <laughs> is powered by a car battery. <laughs> Bro. Okay, so what what's the term they say? Like, What's it called? Suspension of disbelief? Mm-hmm. This is where I couldn't suspend my disbelief. The first 45 minutes in the movie was so stupid, and I'm going to tell you why. My dude woke up, plugged into a car battery in a Taliban cave, and there was just conveniently a doctor who spoke English in the cave sitting there waiting to help him. Like, who is he? They never explained who he was. He was just there. He he is actually from the town of Galmira, the, the town that Tony goes and saves when he ends up making the, the Mark III. And that's one thing that I will agree with you with is they don't do a great job of explaining some details in the MCU. And there are times that if you're not like a super fan the way that I am, there are things like that that definitely won't make sense. Right. Didn't make a didn't make a lick of sense. So then they were like, all right, make another one of these Jericho walls missiles. Make another one. They're watching him 24-7 on TV. And my son is building a like a Oscar the Grouch tin can garbage can suit out of a God knows what. I don't know what was going on. This dude, all of a sudden, like this random appear out of nowhere doctor is helping him put on like six conveniently placed beer cans. All of a sudden, he's just like shooting rockets and missiles and firing shit. And he escapes the cave. Here we go. Steampunk Sasquatch just busts out in the open and it's just destroying things. All right. All right. Let me let me break it down. Let me break it down for y'all real quick. Tony's in the cave. Tony's in the cave, right? <clears throat> the Ten Rings, they have been getting missiles under the table from Obadiah Stane, who is the bad guy in this movie, who is like the second person at Stark Industries. Wait, 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 wait. That's why I was singing that song earlier. Oh, Ophelia. I, was, I knew his name was something with an O. I couldn't think of what. And it was just in my mind, his name was Ophelia. That's so funny, bro. Ophelia. Okay, go, go, go ahead. So, so Stain is selling the missiles to the to different terrorist organizations. Um, that's one thing that we saw in in WandaVision when that missile lands in her in in their apartment and it doesn't go off because we find out that Wanda was using magic on it. But Stain is selling these missiles to people, and so the Ten Rings have like a, a stockpile of these missiles, and so they want Tony to take pieces from the missiles and weapons that they have and build them a new Jericho missile because if they have a Jericho missile. They feel like they can, you know, take over the region, get in power, you know, the typical typical terrorist shit, right? So out of all these missiles, Tony ends up building, instead of, the first thing he builds is the arc reactor that goes in his chest. And that arc reactor creates, I think he says, ends up, ends up saying like three gigajoules or some random power. Some shit like that. A whole bunch of power, right? And so that's why it's got, the arc reactor's got that shine to him because there's so much power emanating from that. So he builds the arc reactor and then Ho Yinsen talks to him. Tony has a moment where he kind of feels like, yo, this is my legacy. And I don't know if I really even want to live through this. And Yinsen convinces him that like, yo, like this could be your legacy or you could do something better with this. So that's when Tony comes up with the plans to build the Mark One. And so Zach, like Zach said, it is a big Oscar the Grouch kind of looking suit. It's very bulky, very big. It's got more. 
more gas-powered parts in it than any of the other Iron Man suits do if you actually look at the back of the Mark I. <laughs> Y'all can't see Zach, but he's doing the robot thing right now. If you look at the back of the Mark I, it's actually got like an engine in it, but he took pieces from different different missiles and was able to fashion those into the pieces he needs to make the suit. Um, I, I can't agree House with way. this. Houseway. <laughs> Houseway. <laughs> I can't agree with this. You know what I'm saying? This does take a very big, a very big suspension of disbelief, but also we're, we're led to believe that Tony Stark is like the smartest person on earth. There are things that he can do that nobody else would be able to do. And then also we got to remember that it is set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which obviously draws from the comics. So there are going to be things that, that happen throughout all of these movies that Zach is going to ask me that exact same question. How, Sway? How? But this is one of the things that, that yo, you got to propel the movie forward. And it's actually a big comic book parallel. They did update it in Iron Man in the comics. He was in the Vietnam War and he ends up building a suit like that. And the suit that he builds actually looks more like the Mark II, the one that he flies later on in the movie, rather than the Mark I. But, you know, I, I I am a big fan of Iron Man. I think everybody that listens to this knows this already. It was one of the things that really got me back into comics as an adult. Zach and I grew up together. I remember getting up on Saturday mornings and we would watch Power Rangers and Batman the Animated Series and stuff. But I never really was into Marvel stuff as a kid. But Iron Man actually, so the first time I saw Iron Man was in theaters and I was actually drunk. So this didn't bother me at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> shocking. <laughs> I don't understand why. 20-year-old Jake, all he did was drink, bro. What, drunk? high. <laughs> but yeah, so so Tony escapes the, the the cave in the Mark I, and like Zach said, he doesn't actually end up shooting missiles because he doesn't really have any weapons on that, but he does come out with, uh, he's got flamethrowers in each arm of the Mark I, and he sets a lot of the weapons that the Ten Rings have on fire, and obviously all blow up, and then the, the Mark I has very limited flight capabilities, which allows him to escape from the explosions and stuff, and he ends up landing in the desert. I'm sure that Zach is right now fixing to ask, like, how the fuck did Rhodey even find him in the desert? But I can tell y'all from one of the tie-in comics, it's called Fury's Big Week, uh, one of the Marvel tie-in comics that deals with S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Fury dealing with a bunch of different things. Actually, it may not be Fury's Big Week. It may have just been the Iron Man novelist or Iron Man comic version that's an MCU tie-in comic, but S.H.I.E.L.D. was monitoring the Afghan area because they knew that Tony got lost there, and they figured if he was going to escape, they would be able to pick up on some kind of signature. And so Jasper Sitwell, who is one of the, the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that we see throughout Phase 1 and Phase 2, Zach Winter Soldier, uh, do you remember that movie? The Winter Soldier? Yeah. That was where, like, um, like Captain America's, like, buddy was, like, evil, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. He got a metal arm, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. In that movie, there's a point where Cap and Natasha Black Widow have Jasper Sitwell up on the roof, and they kick him off. But that's who Sitwell is, and he's the one that actually that found the signature of Tony shooting off, flying off in the desert. Um, and that's how S.H.I.E.L.D. found out where Tony was, and then in turn, they told the Air Force where Tony was. And that's how Terrence Howard shows up to, to save Iron Man. All right, so we at this point now, and Tony is back in the States, bro. Tell me what happens when Tony gets back to America. Bro, my son came back, and he wanted a cheeseburger, and I feel him because I love me some cheeseburgers. Bro, the thing that pissed me off so much, though, he's like, I want a cheeseburger, and he went to Burger King, bro. Come on now, like. Of all places to go, he goes. This is this is one of the things where you start talking about the business side of stuff. There you go. Okay. Um, okay. The Department of Defense actually funded a lot of Iron Man because they've got all the the Air Force stuff in there, and Burger King actually funded 
Iron Man as well, too. One thing that Jenny and I will do when we get to the history of the MCU episode that we'll actually do where we'll dig into the history of the MCU, they took out like a $525 million loan to finance these movies. Jeez. It was a very big risk at the time. Yeah. If it didn't, if it didn't pan out, then they would have been fucked for life because they would have owed, I think it was like Merrill Hodge or something, a whole bunch of money. Burger King helped finance the movie and that's why Burger King's in it. And I think that Lexus also financed it. And that's why we see a lot of the cars the way that they are, where they've got the symbols and stuff in there. But that makes back, sense. he gets his cheeseburger. Then what's he do, bro? Bro. All right. I got questions. Mm-hmm. So my son was in the desert with the Afghanistan, with the Taliban for like... Yep. Who the hell knows? Got in a fight yep. in an aluminum suit, got his ass kicked, flew into outer space, fell, and all he had on him was a sling, bro. <laughs> this dude's at the press conference looking drunk as shit in a sling, like, we're not going to make missiles anymore, but we're a missile company and I'm about to make a war suit. Like, huh? <laughs> it's so confusing. I was like, excuse me? I, I, yo, I, I can't even refute your logic there because, yeah, my mans did land in the desert with that big-ass suit on. He had to have more damage than just a sling. But, yeah, he tells he tells everybody, yo, we not making we not making weapons no more. Uh, Stain, obviously, is not feeling this at all. He starts pulling some strings behind the scene to get Tony excised from Stark Industry, but that obviously doesn't work out as we see towards the end of the movie. All right, so he had the press conference. Then then what's, what Tony start doing, Zach? He starts making the suit. Yeah. Starts making the real Iron Man suit. So we'll fat we'll we'll rewind back to when he had the suit in the tunnel, like in the in the in the underground Al Qaeda cave. Bro, it was so funny because he like they they played like the cool music, like and he turns around in this goofy ass Disney Channel aluminum suit and he was like and I'm just laughing because I'm like, this is not cool, bro. Like it didn't look cool. And then like fast forward to when he makes the real suit and they did it. I was like, yo, this shit is hard. Like <laughs> they played the, they played the music and he was like, Dun-na, yeah. Dun-na, Dun-na. and I was like, yo. Fight <laughs> of the Mark II is is still one of my favorite scenes um in the MCU where he, you know, he builds his suit and Jarvis tells him, All right, we gotta do all these calculations before you can start flying. So he takes off and starts flying and he flies that shit dumb high. That nigga throws up. Yes. <laughs> I remember they kept they kept showing the car the car what is the car like the like the comic reference to like the color of it because they yeah, kept showing yeah. that car yep. they kept showing yep. that car with the hot rod colors on it yeah, yeah. And when he gets back after he flies the Mark II he sits down with Jarvis and he ends up actually that's the thing is like you're you're not incorrect the the first two suits were made out of not aluminum but they were made out of a metal that obviously freezes and so Tony decides at that point that he wants to make them out of vibranium. Yes, the same material that they use for some of the satellites that Stark Industry uses. So he doesn't run into that icing problem again, which obviously comes back at the end of the movie. Um, gotcha. Yeah, man. So he makes the second one, you know, and then then what happens, bro? I'm going to be honest with you. Like, there's probably about 40 minutes in the movie. I didn't know what was, like, happening. Like, I got you. I just I just kept, I just noticed the characters. Like, they got the, like, Colin Powell, like, the Terrence Howard, like, the corny black dude, like... He, I feel like he was involved a lot, and him like Iron Man were real cool. Yep. That was a dude from that was I don't know I might be crossing genres here. That's the dude from Hustle and Flow. Like yep. they really missed yep. the opportunity because Hustle and Flow like he was like he was cool like yeah. mine like like Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? But and this he's like, hello, this is Tony Stark. We're gonna give him an award shaped like a glass penis. It's very prestigious. Like here you are, Mr. Stark. And Tony's like, I'm in the casino, bro. Like going crazy. Like 
fucking chicks. I was about to say bitches, but we don't say bitches because we respect women. Yes, sir. But he was fucking bitches respectfully. Like, (laughs) (laughs) excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's the girl's name? Bloody Baroness. Sorry, Bloody Baroness. We respect women. Well, her her name, her name is a scarlet bitch. So she's good with that, yo. I ain't bitch. (laughs) No, no, no. Her favorite, her favorite thing is when she wears like a fire ass outfit. And I, my response to that shit is just bitch. So she loves that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can respectfully use the the term bitch. You know what I'm saying? We can't use it derogatorily towards women, but we we can use it respectfully to to emphasize their power and when they do dope ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Bro, this girl I was talking to sent me a picture and it was like this like fire outfit and I was like like bad bitch vibes, but like bitch respectfully, of course. Yes. And she's like, of course, of course, I appreciate, yes. it. I appreciate it. Yes, that's exactly how we got to use it, bro. Yeah, 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 and there were a couple of times in the episode we recorded earlier today where we talked about where we were talking about Wanda and her new outfit, and we was calling her a bad bitch and shit. So yeah, like definitely, it's a term that can definitely be used respectfully, but respectfully, respectfully. So 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 I can just go ahead and, and fill Zach in because I, I know he was texting and shit at the Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> so that's one thing that we did talk about. We talked about that in the pre-recording of the episode too. We feel like Don Cheadle does a much better job. Um, as Tony, I can't wait for y'all. I can't wait to get to Iron Man 2 when Zach can talk, talk that shit about Don. I can't hold on. I can't believe they made the dude from Hustle and Flow and they were just like, yeah, it's just Don Cheadle now. Like, yeah, you take a light skinned brother to just do this darkest skinned brother they could. Did they do that intensely? They're like, we're gonna take the blackest dude we can just so he'll be different than this light skinned dude. <laughs> so, so at the time, um, Kevin Feige had to report to a uh creative committee. And a guy named Ike Perlmutter was one of the heads of that creative committee. And he's a racist and a misogynist. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. He said that it doesn't matter that we change out the black actor because all black people look the same. I'm just like Zach said earlier, houseway. You've got a tall, light-skinned dude and a short, dark-skinned man, and you're going to tell me they look the same? But I really do, like Zach said, Terrence Howard wasn't utilized well in this. I think they should have let him lean more into what he does well as an actor, which is Obviously, that kind of guy from the streets that makes it to the top. He was very stiff in this. And I really do like Don Cheeto way more in that role than I like Terrence uh, Howard. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron um, Man. It ain't the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog, man. Tell him hustle and flow. But yeah, I've actually got the movie on in the background and it's on it's on mute right now. And we're actually to the point where when Tony does get back, he flies the Mark II. He has Jarvis start making the Mark III, the red and gold suit. Um, and that at that point, when they made it out of titanium, the suit would have been all gold. But then Tony turns around and looks at the car. And he was like, yo, throw some hot rod red in that. At that point, he sees a, a commercial on TV about the Stark event that they've the, the charity event that they've got going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had a party for him without him. Yes, yes. Because Obadiah Stane told him, to like, yo, keep a low profile right now because we're trying to work things out. But Stane was actually trying to get rid of Tony. He was finessing behind him. Yes, yes. He a bitch, yo. I hate that motherfucker. Big fat ass white man, yo. Obadiah. What's his name? Shady shit, bro. Obadiah. Obadiah. <laughs> yeah, he a bitch. He got a bitch ass name. <laughs> I could have told you his name was Obadiah. You think anything that's coming from somebody named Obadiah? I'm saying, bro. I hope you have a listener named Obadiah. Fuck you, Obadiah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, at the event, um, this is one of the first times we see Tony and Pepper kind of have like their little romantic moment. I'm actually looking at it right now. They're that's the chick that um, what is her name? The one that has like the vagina flavored candles, right? Yes, yes. He's got all that weird shit, yo, bro. What do those candles smell like? I don't know. 
Cause yo, I've 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 had my fair share of of women and vaginas all smell different, bro. So I don't understand how you have like a uniform form of what a vagina smells like. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Can I say this on air, bro? I didn't smell some stink, bro. I wouldn't want a candle like that. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I would not either. <laughs> but but yes, I get back, get back on track, back on track. <laughs> we get we we get Tony at the at the event, and then he eventually finds out that Stain is still selling the weapons underneath the table. And then at this point, that's when Tony is like, yo, I'm finna go put on the real suit. And at this point, that's when the Battle of Galmira happens, bro. But Zach, tell me about what happens when Tony puts on the red and the red and gold suit, bro, and goes and fuck shit up, bro. Tell me in your words. Bro, my son pulls up in Afghanistan and he does like the, what do they call it? The superhero jump. He just like falls out of the sky. Superhero land. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> And then the first time, so you know when you when you text me, so I'm like real like I'm you guys don't know this, but like I'm real particular about like customization. So like yep. everybody in my phone has like a a text tone. Everybody in my phone has like a picture when they text me. So Jake's is like the Iron Man. I don't even know how to make the. I don't even know how to do it. I'm gonna sound. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the it's the sound it's the sound he makes it's the sound that it makes when Tony shoots the the shoots uh the laser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, my phone was lit, and I'm like. I, it was it was the sound of it. it was like the first time the movie had made the sound. So I like grab my phone. I'm like, yo, is Jake good? Because I thought I got text. Because in my mind, the association is like with the text, not with like the movie. So I was like, I was like, yo, like it was like four in a row. And I'm like, damn, is Jake good? Because I don't know. Jake usually would text me four times in a row anyway. But I was just like, yo, what the fuck, bro? He came in there and he he was just fucking shit up. Yo, smash bro, everybody. They was about to kill that dude in front of his family, and Iron Man was like, "No, sir, no, no, no." Nah, he wasn't with it, yo. I love that he uses the targeting system to target all the bad guys, and then just hit everybody with a bullet like instantly. Like pew 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 pew. And then so so Zach was telling me at that point we fuck what is his name? I can't remember what the the not Raza, but like the second in command for the Ten Rings. Zach told me that he looked like a terrorist, but like an American terrorist. What am I like? He looks so American. Like, I just remember looking at him in the cave like, this dude is so American. Like, you are not in the Taliban. He is so American looking. And then the other dude, like, Egyptian dude with, like, a skid mark on his head. I don't know what the fuck any of them were. But, yeah, man, he was in there just, like, tearing shit up. Bro, the scene where he was flying through the sky, he's, like, flying around. And he hit the airplane, and he fucked the airplane up. I was like, yo! <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Today, today was Pokemon Community Day. I caught quite a few shiny fletchlings, so I was a little distracted. But this scene drew me back in. Word, word, yeah. It, I started it's, watching it again, and he was like, "I had to rewind it too because I didn't. I missed the part where he like broke the plane, and then he like the dude's like he's like a good guy because the dude's parachute wouldn't come out, so he like flew down and like slowed down so he didn't like snatch him up and like like whiplash him up, like dum, 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 dum. so he like grabbed him, like pulled the thing, and they were like, "Yeah, good parachute." And then that, that, that Terrence Howard was like, yo, it was just a military exercise. He was like, oh, yeah, it was just a training exercise. Yo, but at that point, that's when uh, Stan goes and meets. He meets with Raza, uh, the, the head guy of the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, killed him all. Yeah. That was crazy. Yo, yeah. He paralyzed him with some, like, start tech, right? And then just. Wait, 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 wait. This is another one of those suspension disbelief things. He just conveniently had this thing that he could just stick next to your head with some AirPods in and just debilitate the dude. It's a, it's, it's they they Stain does talk about it a little bit in the movie. It's a thing that they had developed for the military, but the military thought it was unethical, so they didn't. Bro. <laughs> so it makes sense that Stain had it, but yo, I can understand how as a casual fan, you like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Like this nigga bro. like crazy shit going through his head, and he's just paralyzed. 
Bro, and he put it up the dude's head, and his face got so red, and he had veins popping out like he had just the biggest constipated as shit I ever seen, bro. And he was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" So at that point, you know, Obadiah gets the he gets the Mark One, so he builds. Tell me, tell me about the big suit that Obadiah builds, Zach. <laughs> All right, so. So I, I kind of like reverse order because like I really got into like Vision because Vision's my favorite. Vision's always been my favorite card, you know, comic book. I read the comic series, you know, all that. I so I was like, Zach, Zach actually gave me some info on on the Vision, the the 2015 uh, Tom King run where Vision has his he has his family that he ends up, you know, they've got the synthetic kids and stuff. So Zach gave me some info on that because I still haven't actually read it. But Zach actually has all 12 of those issues. Um, And like he said, Vision is. Is one of his favorite characters, definitely. So when we get to Vision, Zach will definitely have some things to say about him. Yeah, I like Vision. So to me, the first thing I noticed is like, oh, okay, this is Vision's voice inside Tony's suit or whatever. Like he chose like an intelligent, like, you know, you associate British folks with like, oh, they're intelligent and like proper. And he chose like a nice voice. My man chose a bully. Like <laughs> this dude came out on a straight gorilla suit and was like, Iron Man, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> his voice was so crazy. Like. There was nothing proper about it. We knew we knew the violence to expect when he came out and was like. Yeah. <laughs> Stane woke up that morning and chose violence, yo. But yeah, he chose so he, violence. He builds the big ass suit, but he can't figure out how to power it. So he pulls up on Tony and just snatches the arc reactor, arc reactor, arc reactor out of Tony's chest, bro. Like that shit was super fucked up. Bro, is that like that's like his heart, right? So like it's the thing that keeps the shrapnel from getting to his heart. It doesn't actually power Tony in any way. But okay. when he doesn't have that in there, the shrapnel is moving closer to his chest. And that's why you see him like kind of like fall out at that point when he's going downstairs to try and get the old arc reactor. Yeah, it was the one that the shorty gave him, too. That was so yeah. sweet. Yeah, what a sweetheart. Yes. She's like the joint said. He said, yo, the proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Yo, Iron Man does have a heart. Bro, she's a down yeah, female. Yeah. She's she, she's down. Yeah, she a rider, bro. She a rider die, yo. This that's dude was just running. Man. He was just running through shorties and she was just... <laughs> Just like, yo, love you, like, like, yo, let's let's get this shit right. But, but yeah, Tony gets the he gets the sec or the original arc reactor and puts that in. But like that means his suit is like I think it's powered at like twenty something odd percent when he puts that joint in. And then he got to fly over to Stark Industries and using flying obviously takes like a whole lot of power out of the suit. So he pulls up his Stark Industries, yo, and yo, Stain just bust up out out the whole shit. Pepper was like, oh no, we took care of him, and like, nah, that was not the case. <laughs> not at all. My dude was just—he was just going crazy in the gorilla suit, bro. Like, <laughs> wildin', yo, bro. How about the family in the car? That shit was hilarious. <laughs> 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 Tony smooth over, bro. The old white lady was so shook, bro. Like, yo, wouldn't you though if you was just driving around Los Angeles and all of a sudden it's two—it's one dude in a gigantic gorilla suit and then a guy running around in a smaller red suit and they're just throwing each other around? Would that not have you fucked up too? I mean, a year ago, I would have said, yeah, right now, I don't, nothing will surprise me. <laughs> All right, that's a, that is a fair point because 2020 was some fucking shit, bro. That definitely is true. Bro. Um, but yeah, you know, Tony. Through my window in a suit and a gorilla came jumping to, I'll be like, man, at least we got insurance. Like, <laughs> But yo, this is one thing that I really do like about Tony is he used his smarts, you know what I'm saying, to outsmart Obadiah at this point. A lot like how we saw Vision versus White Vision here in the Wanda Vision finale, yo. I really did like that scene. Yo, I know this is off topic, bro, but how you feel how'd you feel about White Vision? White Vision was tough. Yeah. I thought it was so funny they were having like a battle of the minds, like Yeah. In the library too, bro. That shit was dope. 
Agatha and Wanda were just like catfight, like beating the shit out of each other. And Wanda, I mean, the, the white vision and the colorful vision were just like staring each other down, like, my brain's stronger than yours. <laughs> I'm going to say some more existential shit than you are. And the white dude was like, fuck, like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I love that shit so much. That shit was so good. Oh, man. Right, so, good. so Tony, Tony takes. He he knows that Stain Suit doesn't have the same icing technology that Tony's has. So they go ahead and they fly up high like that. And then he just booped that man on his head and he falls back down to the earth. <laughs> that shit was so funny, bro. Yeah, they were going at it, though. Wait, so I didn't 1,000% understand how he beat him? Uh-huh. All right, so so I'll, I'll go ahead and, and dive into the end of the movie right there. So they fly up like that. And Tony Jarvis is telling him the entire time that, like, yo, you don't have the the – the juice in the suit to fly this high and tony was like yo i can do the math in my head like bro i don't need you to tell me that i know what the fuck is going on send that shit up anyways bro let's go so they fly up real high like that like i said stain suits ices up so tony just boops him on the head they fall back down to earth they end up landing on the top of this stark industries building and then at that point they've got the the big arc reactor is where tony got the knowledge to build the small arc reactor that he has in his chest from so he tells Pepper to go ahead and overload the arc reactor and he's going to get off of the roof and it just go ahead and use all that energy so that we can go ahead and beat Stain. So Tony gets down there and he's taking the pieces of his suit off and shit. Then Stain snatches him up and like crushes the head. So Tony reaches behind him and pulls out like all his targeting shit, right? Uh-huh. When Stain, he drops the mask and he's like, all right, I'm just going to shoot this missile at you just freehand, bro. Um, and, you know, Stain misses and misses. And then Tony's hanging on in the roof. And he tells Pepper, like, yo, go ahead and press the button. And Pepper is like, yo, this is going to kill you, too. And Tony's like, yo, it doesn't matter. Like, yo, we got to beat Stain. We can't let him have this technology. Can you stop, Scott? Thank you. Dogs wilding and shit. Uh, but he was like, yo, just go ahead and, and overload it. So she overloads the arc reactor and it explodes. And it obviously shoots Tony, you know what I'm saying, out from that. But then Stain falls into the arc reactor, all of that energy. And you can assume that my man probably just, like, disintegrated at that point, bro. He ain't never coming back. <laughs> bro, but why didn't, why didn't it kill Iron Man? Because when it shot up like that, instead of him getting caught in the explosion, he caught, like, the outside of it. And so it, like, shot him to the side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Another one of those suspension of disbelief kind of things where the hero lives at the end of the movie. You know what I'm saying? I was willing to buy that one. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, I'm willing to buy all of it. I'm willing to buy there's a secret country in Africa. I'm willing to buy there are aliens. I'm willing to buy everything. I'm willing to buy people can fly. I'm willing to buy shooting lasers out of your head. I'm not willing to buy that dude built a fucking tin can armor suit shooting flamethrowers in a cave. Him and Osama bin Laden in there cooling. Yo, I'm I'm not even going to try and refute that logic because, like, yo, again, it's just a, a level of suspension of disbelief that you have to bring to these movies. And like I said, I've got a super soft spot for Iron Man because it's it's what obviously got me into the MCU because it was the first movie. But it also it also rekindled my love for comics again. And so, like, I can completely understand anybody that's like, yo, that shit makes absolutely no sense. How did this man build his suit in this cave? But I'm I'm willing to accept it. But I can understand how people are like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> So obviously after that, we, we get to the point that Tony's about to have the press conference, bro. How did you feel about the pre- com- press conference when Tony was like, yo, I am Iron Man? I don't know. That dude's reckless. Yeah. He was like, fuck it. <laughs> and I, I, think it, I think it was a great departure from the comics because had Tony Stark not uh, came out and was like, yo, I am Iron Man, 
we would have had a whole lot more like secret identity stuff that would go on uh, within in, in the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think it was a great, a, a really great change. Like I said, a departure from the comics. And it was also a thing that Robert Downey Jr. ad-libbed that. That wasn't in the script. Really? Yeah, they were, they had the whole setup for the, the, that press conference at the end. And Robert Downey Jr. just kind of came up with that on spot. And John Favreau, who is the director of this movie, and then uh, if y'all don't know, he's the guy that's like the architect of the Mandalorian. Him and Kevin Feige, they had to obviously confer about this and talk about it, but they came to the decision that this actually was a really good thing and it would allow them to have to just from the first movie from Jump Street to be able to differentiate from the comics. So it was a really cool thing that I actually did really like. Like I said, it, it really changed the foundation of the MCU. But yeah, that's that's how it ends right there. You know what I'm saying? Tony says, I am Iron Man, and they break into the into the song, bro. And I, I love that shit. I was thinking like, yeah, that was bold. Like he was like, I'm Iron Man. But I was like, who the hell else could be Iron Man? <laughs> and that's one of the things is like that, that the whole secret identity thing requires like a, a super level of suspension of disbelief for like, obviously, we know that Pepper knew who Tony was and that Happy knew that Tony was Iron Man. But, like, in the comics, they do some things where Tony will, like, show up in public and Happy will wear the suit so that Iron Man can be seen, like, out in public. Who's Happy? Tony's in the, Tony's, uh, the driver, dude. That's, that's John Favreau. He's actually in the movie. The dude the that's driver. Tony's driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Got you, got you. That's Happy. And so, you know, Happy is in a, all the Iron Man movies and has been in both of the uh, Spider-Man movies as well, too. But that's that was the guy that directed the movie, and that's the guy that did the Mandalorian stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. That's actually him. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I really, I really did love that because it, it allowed us to, to move away from the secret identity thing. And there are obviously some heroes in the MCU that keep their identity secret. Uh, Peter got his exposed, but I think moving forward, Peter Parker will be very careful about who he tells that he's actually Spider-Man and stuff. But I really do love that departure from the comics and they allowed, you know, Robert Downey Jr. came up with that and they allowed that to be, you know, a foundational element of the MCU. How do you feel about the uh, the end credit scene, the post credit scene when Nick Fury shows up in his house? You know what? I was like, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but then I was like, it's probably going to happen. So I fast forwarded to it. I don't know what you think about the dude. I think Samuel Jackson is a corny motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm like, this dude, like, what? <laughs> he doesn't have superpowers either, does he? No, no, but he's, I think I'm just, he's not, I think I'm just anti-superheroes with no superpowers. He's never meant to be like a superhero. He's the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the head of that organization, you know, that, that keeps tabs on superpower people. And he actually was, it wasn't supposed to be known that he was going to be in the movie the ultimate version of the comics that's set in like a different, a different earth than like the main comics are. And uh -huh. they asked Samuel L. Jackson if they could use his likeness to be the Nick Fury in that ultimate version of the comics. And Nick Fury, I mean, Nick Fury, uh, Samuel L. Jackson said, yo, that's fine. But if y'all ever do movies, y'all have to make me Nick Fury. And that's how he ended up being Nick Fury. Okay. He actually was on the Iron Man set for only like two days, and they were trying to be very, very secretive about this. And it was obviously long before I was really involved in like the fandom of the MCU and stuff. But even back in 2008, you know, where they had 4chan and I don't even know if 4chan was back then, but whatever, whatever like message boards and stuff they had, like, yo, it got out that Nick Fury was Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Isn't 4chan like where they sell like 
black tar heroin and shit? Like, isn't that one of those like deep web things? <laughs> or much? Of- <laughs> well, well, before before Reddit and stuff, there were like mess, just like message boards for things. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it wasn't on the dark internet, bro. Not like buy a liver and shit on Fortune. Like, <laughs> <laughs> got it for the low. I got kidneys for the low. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I really did love that that post credit scene, and that's one thing that I have loved about the MCU is that they do the the mid credit and post credit scenes. You know, moving forward for all of the movies, the only one at this point that hasn't had a post credit scene was Endgame, and I mean that obviously makes sense because that was wrapping up the entire Infinity Saga, that that journey of those twenty three movies. But yeah, I, I really did love that. I love the the addition of the post credit scenes. I I. I understand how you feel like Samuel L. Jackson is a corny motherfucker because I like him though. Like I do. We talked the other day about JJ Watt. JJ Watt's corny and I don't like him. Yep. But Samuel L. Jackson's corny. I like him though. But that's the thing is Samuel L. Jackson said that he would never turn down a role in a movie. So like Snakes on a Plane. Have you seen that, Zach? <laughs> I've never oh, seen it. Is, Zach, it's terrible. I refuse. <laughs> oh, bad. But Samuel L. Jackson read the script and knew it was bad. But he's an actor, so he was like, "Yo, I don't turn down work. If somebody gonna cut me a check, I'm finna go and do this shit." Uh-huh. So he's been in all kinds of different things and he's been in serious stuff where he's done really well and he's been in things like Snakes on the Plane that was just fucking terrible. <laughs> but I, I just find Samuel L. Jackson like super fucking entertaining. So I really loved his addition into the MCU. But yeah, man, Iron Man is is like I've said, it's it's one of my favorite MCU movies, my top three. We talked about this on our mini-sode, uh, Jenny and I, last last week, um, our top movies and our bottom three movies. Iron Man, Thor, Ragnarok, and Infinity War are my three favorite movies, and it really just depends on what mood I'm in as to what is my favorite on that particular day. But I I, I love Iron Man. Um, it, it's really great to me, but I can understand how people don't like it as much. It was obviously made in 2008. Some of the CGI, I think a lot of the CGI still looks really good, but there is some of it that looks a little bit dated. But how, how do you feel about Iron Man like as a whole, like as a movie? First 45 minutes, horrible. The rest of it, I thought was I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. Like you know, I don't know it obviously as well as you do. Like I don't know like the ins and outs of it, but I thought it was entertaining. You know, just from like a uninformed like yep. I'm just watching this because this is kind of funny perspective. Like it was good. It was entertaining. The action was cool. Like it was definitely on and popping when he showed up in Afghanistan and like oh, saved yeah. that dude's father and like Hell beat yeah. that shit everybody. And then he was like, "Y'all can have him." Like left the dudes in the town. Yes. Like, <laughs> This thing was cool, and I was like, "All right, this is cool. Like, you got my attention back." And like, the plane thing was cool. So yeah, it was. I thought it, I thought it was good. I definitely, I definitely get that perspective, you know. And and I can see even the for me the the first the second half of the movie is definitely far superior than the first half. Oh, yeah. But I think that the first half was necessary for the foundations of who Tony Stark is as a character. And speaking of Tony Stark, like, how do you feel about him as a character? Not necessarily as a whole throughout the MCU, but specifically like in this movie. The thing I noticed was like how different he is, and like obviously like the obviously like the newer ones. I've seen those like more recently. Mm-hmm. Like he seemed like a different person in like yep. those. Yep. It was like a whole. I mean, the, the movie's a little more serious too. Like I'm thinking like Harry Potter, the very first one is like joyful, and the very last one, this dude is like yeah, everybody's getting murdered and shit. Like yeah. same thing here. Like. The first one is like, oh, okay, we're just like throwing spaghetti at a wall, hoping it sticks, like yep. getting this thing started. And at the very end, it's like, this is getting serious. Like, he's like slick talking and like this. And I'm fake Elon Musk. And nah, 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 and I'm fucking this woman. And I'm sleeping with her. And, da, da, da. and then he like gets more and more serious and like more and more like 
like a real human being. <laughs> and like I like I said, I think that, that the first 45 minutes, especially when Tony is just like a complete and utter asshole, is very foundational for his arc throughout the MCU. So it's it's cool to know that that's like the perspective that, you know, the casual fans pull out of that, too. All right, so we got the three suits in this movie. You know, we got the the Mark One, the Oscar and Grouch suit. <laughs> we got the the Mark Two, which is the silver one, and then we got the the red and the gold one, which is the Mark Three, which is like obviously the most iconic Iron Man suit. If you had to pick one of the three, which one is your favorite? I like this. I thought the silver was cool. Obviously, the red and the yellow one is like that's like what you know of Iron Man. But I thought the silver one was cool. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> I gotta tell you, when he put on the boots for the first time. And he was like, all right, we're going to fly. And he just, like, flew into the wall. This shit sent me, bro. He's like, he's like, ready, ready, ready. Test number one, ready, ready. And then he still, he got his two little, like, uh, mechanical little robot guys down there. And the dude just keeps spraying fire extinguisher shit. Yeah. <laughs> bro, when they were testing the suits, it was hilarious. Oh, man. All right. So, so speaking of, of that, how do you feel about the villain throughout the movie? Obadiah Stane. Do you think they did a good job with him? Was he a good villain? How you feel about him? I mean, personally, I think that's why I like the Ultron movie because Ultron is like, yep, the big bad, and like, yep. he's like a villain, like, yep, you know. Whereas this is just like just another old white guy fucking him, fucking everybody, like. <laughs> so he was kind of like behind the scenes. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking superheroes like comics, like, or yep. to me, really, I'm thinking like Power Rangers, like, we're about to build a big ass Megazord and fucking beat up a monster. This dude come out the tunnel in a great value mini Megazord costume, and he's, like, fighting terrorists. Like, there was no monster for him to fight, and, like, I wish he would have, like, fought a monster. <laughs> word, word. I can understand that, and that's one of the things that uh, one of my biggest gripes with the early MCU is that the villains are almost always, like, just, like, the bad version of the good guy. Yeah. Give me something more than that, you know? Give me, give right. me, give me the motivations of Killmonger and the motivations of Thanos. In, in Civil War, Zemo, even though he was a guy that has no superpowers and was just behind the scenes pulling strings, like, dude broke up the Avengers. So, like, if you're going to be behind the scenes, like, pulling strings, like, do something big as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Don't just right. do no baby shit uh, the way that right. Stane was doing. So, Stane is not one of my more favored villains throughout the MCU. I think he was fine for the movie, especially with this being the first movie in the MCU. But... He's definitely not one of my favorite villains. Um, I, I think that the MCU has done a much better job in their recent uh, iterations of things with their villains. Um, one thing that I do need them to do, though, is to stop killing their villains off. Thanos, that one was obviously fine because that had been built up, you know, throughout multiple movies. But like Killmonger, bro, you can't let him die at the end of that movie. No, you gotta. Um, Michael B. I, I, I do think that Michael B. Jordan will be back as Killmonger um, in Black Panther 2, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But like, yo, even even I will give them this. If you're going to do villain deaths, do it like Killmonger. That shit was beautiful. The the way like, yo, like bury me at the sea with my ancestors. I know that you you and I, you know, we 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 black folks in America. That shit just resonated like shit for me, bruh. That was like the Amistad, like fuck it. Yes. <laughs> Throw me overboard. Like. Yes. Like if you're gonna kill your villains, like do it in a fire way like that. Like Stain just kind of like just dies at the end of this shit. Like, oh. Okay. <laughs> it was just in his gorilla suit and got blown the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So, so then what's your favorite part of this movie? Favorite part? Oh, man. I don't know. I thought, like I said, like the way they were testing the suit was pretty funny. Like that was funny. That was entertaining. Obviously, the action's cool. So, like yeah. the scene with the planes was good. Yep. The final fight was like, whatever, you know, it was just kind of like what to be expected. Like I feel like the final fight was only like, it was only relevant because, or not necessarily relevant, but it, 
he just made like a huge suit. Because if he'd have just made like a normal size Iron Man suit, like Iron Man would have just whooped his ass. But he was in this big, larger than life suit, so you know it became a fight. But those are probably two of my biggest gripes with the first two Iron Man movies: is the the, the final boss fights, you know. In, in Iron Man 2, when we get to that, you're going to talk so much shit about that last battle because they have <laughs> one where they fight uh, the Hammer Drones. And I know that you don't understand what I'm saying right now, but they fight the Hammer Drones. And that fight with, with Rhodey and Iron Man is so much better than the final fight against Whiplash. And like I said, when we watch, when you watch that movie again, you'll watch the ending and be like, yo, bro, what the fuck was that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of my biggest criticisms of Iron Man 2 is, um, we'll talk about this obviously when we get to the second movie, but the, the Palladium storyline could have been fleshed out way better. And that's a thing that I know that you're going to have questions about. And then the final fight was very lackluster in that movie. So those are my two biggest criticisms of the Iron Man movie. And speaking of criticism, what, what is your least favorite part of the movie at that point then? The whole beginning, bro. <laughs> yeah. I figured that's what you were going to say. I thought it was fine. Other than that, it was great. You know, I, I thought it was it was entertaining. Like like I said, you know, I don't I don't know it obviously, but you know, I don't I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know the characters' names. I thought his name was like Ezekiel and Terrence Howard's Iron Mine and Iron Man and you know Vagina Candles and I don't even know their names, but you know it was cool and like you know you get to you get to know Iron Man a little bit and you know so. That was cool. Yeah, those first 45 were tough. Yeah, no, and I, I, I absolutely understand that. Like I said, Iron Man is one of my favorite movies, but I'm I'm at a point where I just kind of accept that the first 40, 45 minutes for like, you know, what they are. It's not some of the best quality stuff out of the MCU, but it doesn't bother me um, as much as it, it, it bothered you. But I, I can definitely see that perspective. But yeah, man, I, 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 Zach, this was fun as fuck, bro. This was, this is yeah, the incredible sure. thing that we gonna do. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get you a mic. I'm gonna get you one off Amazon. We gonna shoot that to you. Um, but I think that we'll do this probably like, you, you think every Saturday, every other Saturday? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this, we're recording on Saturday night right now. This will probably definitely be out by Monday, but we will have Zach back again. So like I said, you can find him at ZAlex58 on Twitter. Go follow him, man. He's funny. We'll, we'll find... I don't remember what his Instagram name is, but we'll figure that out, too. Same thing. Oh, it is? Okay, Z Z Alex 58 on Instagram. Yo, that's really where you should follow him because my man, yo, he be out here with the pictures, yo. He got an Apple Watch and figured out how to take pictures from his watch with his phone. My man's be out here with the captions and, like, just the iconic shots, yo. He's got a mind for pictures, yo, so I love that. If you really want to find out who Zach is, go and follow him on Instagram because his, his stuff over there is super dope. I usually just follow, like, the booty models and meme pages, but if your page is cool, I'll follow you, too, so. <laughs> oh, man, but, yeah, this uh, this will wrap us up for our first episode of MCU and... Hey, hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, like, reverse? Like, bye. <laughs> Bye, goodbye, see ya. <laughs> oh, see, man, now you got me a new sign-off. Bye, goodbye, see y'all. We'll be back again. Me and Zach for the MCU Bruise. I will play this. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bro. You too, bro.